Hello and welcome to How About Them Huskers. My name is Will Nota Francesco, and I'm joined, as always, by my grandpa, Husker Dan, from Husker Max. Uh, however, grandpa's not in Omaha, Nebraska this week. He is here in Fort Collins, sitting across the table from me in our basement, in our wonderfully warm basement. Um, it's it's Christmas week, so grandpa, grandpa, how was your Christmas yesterday? Excellent. We had a great time. Uh, plenty of food. Goodness gracious, we had turkey, mashed potatoes, gravy, corn, um, bread we had a little bit of wine not you yeah but, but <laughs> that we, would be we, a we want to make that clear out there all you folks <laughs> yeah, out there don't, you know underage drinking on this yeah. podcast um but yeah we got quite a lot to talk about quite a lot's happened you were here for national signing day which yeah we, we'll talk about we had a lot of transfers come in on that day as well we'll talk about them uh, however we did want to start with uh, Nebraska women's volleyball. Sorry, geez, not volleyball. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is the first time we haven't talked about them because yeah, that's true because their <clears> season's <throat> over. But um, yeah, Nebraska women's basketball. Uh, and we're not going to really talk about the men's side. We talked about them being <clears throat> Creighton, but they haven't uh, really lived up to anything, and we didn't think they were anyway. Uh, they most recently on on December twenty first is the twenty sixth today, day after Christmas, is when we're recording this. Uh, and they most recently beat number 20 undefeated Kansas in three overtimes at Pinnacle Bank Arena in Lincoln uh, by a score of 85-79. Um, this is, I mean, were you surprised by this? I, I know we talked about when you when you got here, like, oh, Husker women's team is playing so, tonight or something. I, I, I forget when you guys got here. But anyway, uh, we didn't, we were like, oh, number 20 Kansas. Nebraska is two and one against number twenty ranked teams. We beat right. number twenty Maryland. Yeah. We beat number twenty Kansas and lost to number twenty Creighton. Uh, so, what are you? What are your takeaways from this game? Here, I'm Grandpa? just. I I think Amy Williams is doing a great job with uh, getting and keeping and coaching. Uh, you know, talented players. Markowski is is an awesome. She was. I think she was the uh, Big Ten Rookie of the Year or Freshman of the Year last, last year, year. Yeah. and. Uh, She's great, you know. She follows in the footsteps of her father Andy, and who used to play for the men's team. And, uh, and then, you know, we've talked about Maggie Mendelson coming from the volley. She just finished volleyball a couple of weeks ago, yep. and now uh, is uh, putting on her basketball uniform. She was a top five prospect in both volleyball and uh, basketball. So, uh, Amy Williams is probably. <laughs> Probably one of the things she's thankful for is Maggie uh, Mendelson uh, wanting to uh, double her her athletic endeavor and play uh, play basketball this this uh, definitely this, this season definitely she scored nine points against Kansas which I mean is more than I would have scored but uh, well maybe I don't know anyway uh, but Judge Shelley led led the team twenty four points in a, a huge game awesome. Judge she's awesome. she's going into the WNBA at some I don't is she a freshman <clears throat> sophomore I forget what her classes anyway uh, i don't know um anyway but um just big win for nebraska and then uh even bigger game up next against number 19 ranked michigan that game is on the 28th so this wednesday um and that is home again so uh, if you're if you're in nebraska definitely a game you definitely want to go see and uh, and then after that on new year's day they play number four indiana Ooh. uh so we'll we'll definitely talk about that coming up next week see how they do there um and it's it's gonna be interesting we'll have to see but um it's it's a tough stretch coming here for Nebraska. They won the first, but then the teams just keep getting better for the next two games. Yeah, so yeah. uh yeah. 
Anything else you want to say about them before no, we move on? No, I think to- we have a lot. I, we'll, we won't have time to do all the 23 signees. We, we, we've got uh, obviously, the, obviously the high school signees, and we got Transfer Portal, and we have one JUCO player, but probably won't get a chance to talk about all of them, but we're going to jump into it and do the best we can. Yeah, yeah, and we're going to start here with Transfer, por- transfer Portal players. You, you, you want to give a review first of how the, how this class has been rated? and some- Oh, yeah, for sure, yeah, yeah. So uh, the this is based on 247's uh, rankings for all these. I know whatever website you go on, it's going to be slightly different, um, but they're, they do – what's nice about 247, they do a transfer class rating, as well as just the recruiting class in general, uh, just and that's the high school kids. So Nebraska was 28th uh, high school recruiting wise, uh, according to 247, and number fifth, number five in the Big Ten, uh, behind Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, and Michigan State in that order. Uh, not really a surprise there. The only surprise I'm surprised I'm a little bit surprised that Michigan State out recruited Nebraska in the Big Ten, but I, I don't. The class isn't over, so we'll see there. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then transfer ranking for Nebraska, uh, at, at when I looked it up uh, three days ago, it was number 30 uh, in the nation. So that's, I mean, that's pretty darn good. You're in the top, what, 10 or so percent of yeah, yeah. Uh, teams, 20, 15% of, of teams for, for the transfer. And uh, one guy that is raising a lot of question marks when this, this news actually broke that he transferred right after we finished recording last week. So that was really nice. Uh, Jeff Sims, the quarterback from Georgia transferred, Georgia Ge- sorry, Georgia tech, not Georgia. That would be even bigger. Uh, <laughs> um, but George, yeah, transferred from Georgia tech. Uh, he had started 2021 was out the majority of this year with an injury. Uh, he was recruited by uh, Satterfield, the, uh, the new OC for Nebraska. So, th- I mean, this staff has already we've we've seen huge impact. This staff has already had a huge impact on our recruiting and yep. everything. It's just been insane. Like we've got some kids to flip to Nebraska just because of the staff. Which I'm starting to like this staff more. Yep. I wasn't super high on this Matt Rule staff and all and all that he was preaching. And uh, the more I keep watching of his stuff, the more I just have to feel like I have to buy into it. And and the more I am buying into it. Uh, and this Jeff Sims transfer definitely helps. He had 30 touchdowns, 23 interceptions. Uh, does that does that bother you the 23 interceptions to a certain extent that it's it's in the ACC that has 23 interceptions but I did watch some film of him today and his some of his throw like he he has three years left to play right he I believe he's a soft I mean he had the COVID extra year COVID I, I forget I don't remember specifically anyway uh, but he's got three years left to play. He's can develop a lot. But that twenty-three interception number, it kind of is like the Adrian number. Where, I mean, he has the same uh, differential as Casey do- did this past season. Casey had seventeen touchdowns, ten interceptions, seven uh, difference of seven in between those two. Same with Jeff Sims. But Jeff Sims is a far better runner than Casey. Uh, and I was thinking about this today, watching his film of Jeff Sims. I'm going to say this now. I think that I want Jeff Sims as Nebraska's starting quarterback next year. Just from what I've seen, uh, it's going to be a battle in fall camp. I mean, it's going to be announced in fall camp. It's going to take <clears throat> the entire offseason to uh, figure this one out. But if I'm voting, I'm voting for Jeff Sims just based off what I've seen. His pocket awareness is something that is going to help him a lot at Nebraska. And his, his, I don't know. I don't want to say escapability because that's not a word that some announcers like to use as a word, but it's not. Uh, but yeah, he can get out of 
pressured situations really quickly. Like there are a lot of examples of, from what I saw this morning of him at Georgia tech, where the pocket would collapse really quickly and he'd just take it for like a 20 yard run, which Casey can't do that. Casey right. is a pocket passer to begin with. And he'll, he can run. He's not the same runner as Jeff Sims and Jeff Sims. I, I didn't mention this before, but he's six four two twenty and can run yeah. Yeah, really yeah. fast. So that is that is a huge asset for Nebraska. I, I know that Rule's super excited to have him there. It is going to be very interesting. It's something that we'll be tracking on this podcast. I'm sure every single Husker fan will be tracking who's going to get that starting job. Grimp, I already stated who I want there. Do you have an opinion yet? Do you just want to see how it pans out? What are your thoughts on this? I don't think we know who's going to – the quarterback room is going to look like come next August. I mean, we really don't. If I'm Matt Rule and I'm thinking, shoot, I don't know who's going to transfer. Who's who's going to, you know, leave the program? A quarterback. This is the only quarterback that was so far been selected. Now this is a transfer portal. You could you could get more, but I don't know the the status uh, of uh, of Casey injury wise. Uh, and I know he had some surgery in the off season or at the end of the season. Yeah, um, he should be fine, is what he said. Yeah, right. I it, it, and he's. He's not a bad runner. He uh, he just needed a better offensive line and right. But you know, I think and, Jeff and, Sims is just so much better of a runner yeah, than he is I, that I think it makes that much yeah, of a difference. I think it'll all play itself out come you know time we go to Minnesota uh, in uh, in August. That you know that the other player that uh, that it's really kind of I think it says a lot. But uh, Josh Fleeks, yes, who is a wide receiver, he transfers from Baylor. The, the and you say well what's the big what's well he played for Matt Rule yep. when Matt was at uh, Baylor mm-hmm. so here's a kid who says man I'm leaving Baylor and Baylor you know they they weren't as successful as when Matt was there but still he's leaving that position at Baylor and uh, and going to play for his former head coach that's you know if if you're not well liked if you don't like what's going on why would you leave Baylor and come up to Nebraska. Yeah, he, the two years that he played for, for Matt Rule, uh, he you know he caught thirty nine passes for three hundred eighty eight yards. That's almost ten yard or yeah ten yards per catch. Yeah, that's not, not bad. Uh-huh. But he returned thirty two kicks for six hundred and twenty two yards. Jeez, <laughs> um, that I, I I was I was typing up your little doc thing here, and I was like I, I like I can read your handwriting mostly, but I was like, is that a type? Like, did you write that down wrong? Six hundred twenty two yards. On 32 kicks, that yeah. is insane. He had one touchdown from what I, I was watching some film of him as well. He had one kick return touchdown in 2021 against Texas Tech, I believe. So, I mean, no, that's, that's in two years. That, that's, that's yeah, not, but still, yeah, it's, yeah, it's still, we'll take that up just from a return. He's a wide receiver and, uh, what is he's 5'10", 190, built. Yeah, you know, and similar. he's pretty fast too. From what I saw, yeah. he can make the top off the oh, defense. Oh yeah, yeah, he's, which is going to be huge after Trey Palmer leaves for the NFL draft. So that's something that Nebraska is going to need, and he can definitely provide that. So I'm excited to have him in there. Uh, we had a few, or not a few. We had uh, one major offensive line transfer as well. Yeah. Ben Scott coming from Arizona State, six five two ninety. Uh, his his mom's family is in Columbus, uh, or from Columbus, Nebraska. I don't know if they're still there. Um, but he uh, went to the same high school in Hawaii, Honolulu, Hawaii, as uh, Donovan and Dominic Raiola. Um, also, one I, I, I kind of tore into Dominic last week, or the, the Dominic, uh, sorry, who they kept Donovan. Don, Donovan thank you. Donovan, yeah. um, <clears throat> 
I, I tore into that into Donovan's retention last week, and I'm going to have to backtrack that a little bit now because it is very clear that he did not have the people he wanted in the yeah. offensive line. Yeah that first year at Nebraska. And I start, started hearing that more and more this week when we're watching signing day recaps and signing day shows and that kind of stuff for Nebraska. And he is the, we'll talk about some of the offensive linemen he recruited uh, to Nebraska from high school, but Ben Scott most likely is coming to Nebraska because of Donovan. Yeah. I can't think of I another think reason. Any question. Yeah. Um, and he's going to take, he's going to take Trent his Hickson's spot at yes. center. Now, uh, ben Scott has played both. Uh, uh, he played right tackle and he played center, but I think his home is is at center. So and he he graduated from ASU uh, yeah. this month. So that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it'd be kind of funny to have a like, graduate. I mean, he's like basically his own. He, he he's he's free to do whatever he wants outside of football. I guess that's kind of funny. I, I, uh, but anyway. Uh, and then we also had – I'm going to group these guys together. We had three transfers from Florida. Yep. Uh, all sophomores, I believe, except for Marco Ortiz, who, this is interesting, is a five-star long snapper. You know, I saw that, and I, and then I've I've gone to a bunch of other sites where they don't say anything about his being a, a five-star. But still, you know, the question you and I had, okay, if he's a five-star, what do you do? Do you throw touchdown passes from – yeah, you know, I mean, you're you're a you're a long snapper. That, I, yeah, I I, I I I'd have to recheck that, but I didn't yeah. find it again. I I I found it and then I couldn't. Yeah, uh, but he's he's six four two thirty six. He's a he's a big boy. Yeah, uh, he but. graduated uh, already from uh, from Florida with a degree in health education and and oh. Maybe health, I'm not the only one that Health education and behavioral science or something like that. So he's oh, already okay. got a degree in his back pocket. Oh, so him and Ben Scott can be buddies. That's kind yeah. of fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, I was looking on 247. I have the recruiting class pulled up with all the transfers. He's listed at the very bottom with zero stars, which doesn't seem right either. Yeah. I don't know if – I don't know. It's it's a weird thing, but it just kind of novelty. You don't yeah. see a five-star long sniper. So I don't know if that information is right. But uh, it's, it's fun to think about. And then we also had Chief Borders, who is a sophomore linebacker. 6'4", 240. He's going to probably replace Ernest Hausman, is my guess. Right. Uh, and he is, he's not, I mean, he's not had a lot of experience so far. Same with Corey Collier Jr., who is also a sophomore safety. Uh, he's 6'2", 170. He was a high school teammate of Dwight Boodle, who is DiCaprio's brother. We'll talk about him. He's coming to Nebraska as well. Uh, and he's not had a lot of experience as well. He he he's a five, uh, was a five star player yeah. though. So, yep. know, recruit by Florida. Yeah, I mean that's it's it says a lot uh, when you get these guys to come. And then I guess what do you have to say about those two guys, those defensive Florida guys? Well, you don't know. I mean, I guess when you look at the transfer the, the portal players, that they have some track record. They're not high schoolers. You know, and you get high school players who come from various and sundry different programs. You've got a couple of them from South Dakota. You know, you don't know the quality of, of the the play, but these guys have played uh, and, and they have some track record. And that kind of, I'm sure from a coaching standpoint, you feel a little bit more secure in knowing the 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 talent level you, you you can pull up film you can pull up high school film too but that doesn't 
that doesn't translate really. Right. And it's like that's why I've started to started to try and stay away from this week is just watching these guys' high school films where they're just destroying these offensive linemen and they're being like, oh, they're going to be great. Those offensive linemen, those kids could be freshmen. Right. <laughs> they could be like tiny. I mean, right. they, they usually aren't freshmen starting at a varsity level for high right. school. Right. But still, you got to keep that in the back of your mind that these are high school kids and it's different than when you go through all the weight training and everything for for college and uh, it's it's a little bit of a shock to these guys. What do you think? We got Elijah Judy who transferred from Texas A and M. He's he's going to be a rush end. He's six three two ninety five. What do you? I mean, I I think that's a that's a big pick or this signee. Yeah, this transfer is probably something that a lot of people won't recognize the name because he's a sophomore, right? But is going to be like I think he has the ability. To become uh, Dominican Sue esque for yeah. Nebraska, uh-huh. he was the most. He was one of the most sought after recruits in the country right. out of high school. Was committed to Georgia out of all places. Georgia, that Georgia defense from, I mean, these past two years, Georgia defense has been locked down. Committed to them, they wanted him right with these defenses, and end up switching to Texas A and M. Hasn't really played at Texas A and M. Uh, he was a track guy in college he's fast yeah that's right um he can also drop back and pass coverage he did that a lot in high school so he has that ability he's he was a little bit uh lighter in high school i doubt he's going to be uh dropping back and pass coverage a bunch but that's an ability we can he can mark the running back out of the backfield or something like that um so this is pro- i'm if if i had to pick a transfer i'm probably most excited about their potential yeah. it is probably elijah judy Coming in close second would be Jeff Sims, but he has to battle for the starting spot. Elijah Judy starting this year. I think that that's uh, unquestionable. And he's from Philadelphia. So you say, well, we're in Nebraska. Well, yeah, but Matt Rule and, and some of his assistants yep. were building the Temple program. So Yeah, and E.J. Barthol was a running backs coach up at yeah. UConn until he yeah. got brought back to Nebraska, and that, that impact has been huge. We got a running back from Nebraska, which we'll talk about in a second, Quentin, uh, sorry, uh, not from Pennsylvania, uh, Quentin Ives from Palmyra, New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he was recruited by uh, E.J. Barthol when he was at Connecticut. He saw him at a running back camp, and, uh, I mean, th- that th- this kid's going to be good as well. Um what do you have to say? Anything else you have to say about these transfer portal guys? No, I think that's the, that's the end of the, at least from here it is the day after Christmas. But I'm, the transfer portal is going to be fluid. We'll be talking about this in the weeks to come. Yes, there were a total of seven transfer portal players that Matt Rule. And, you know, you go back to what you just were talking about. That staff up until December twenty first on the on this signing day was three not even three weeks old matt rule yeah. was in the job he was hired or um, you know on the 28th there's that's three weeks that's yeah. incredible and now he still has a couple of slots to fill on his so we've gone through the transfer portal and again that's going to be flexible there, there are going to be more kids coming into that and then uh, do you want to get into the the high school signings? I think there's yeah. some gems in this pack too. Yes, Just some yeah. great ones. And I say we start with the most hyped one that we had talked about that we were very upset that decommitted from Nebraska yeah. and ends up staying with Nebraska, staying home. And that is Malachi Coleman, uh, four star. He's an athlete. He can play. He played edge in high school as well as wide receiver. He is. What do you like about I mean, him? He's just a complete package. I think he's fast. He's physical. He's tall. He can go and win balls out of the air if you want him to be a wide receiver. He reminds me a lot of Wondell Robinson, but taller. Because Wondell wasn't that tall. 
Um, six five two oh five is what Mal- uh, Malachi is. Yeah, yeah, and that's what Wanda was like five eleven or something like six, that. Five, six think five. Think of that a wide receiver that and he's fast, feet. which is that is you don't see that a lot. Uh, and and that's that's you got to get those guys. He was number one recruit in all of Nebraska. Uh, was deciding between Colorado and Nebraska on signing day. Announced he was going to Nebraska. Um, probably the biggest news of the signing day because all Nebraska fans has kind of counted him out except for the staff obviously uh and he ended up staying home so i i'm i mean i it feel like it feels cheap to pick like the top rated recruit yeah. to be yeah, most yeah. excited about yeah. but just from what i've seen he's the the high school signee i'm most excited about is definitely malachi coleman and yeah as i said he reminds me a lot of wandale wando is also listed as an athlete coming into nebraska yeah. and then just tore it up he as a running back wide receiver kind of switched to wide receiver um, has been a wide receiver in the NFL. Unfortunately, got injured. We talked about that a few weeks ago, I think, and so he's out for the season. But uh, you don't see too many guys get drafted in the NFL. It's not it's not that high probability, and he is a pretty dang good player. So I hope Malachi will uh, grow into what they believe he can be, and what I've and, and what clearly is is there. Um, I mean, you just read the you just read the six five two oh five. Yeah, he can, and he can run fast. <laughs> you don't. Jeez, I don't. You don't, you don't need a lot else. Yeah. So yeah. What, what where do you, where do you want to go next, here, Grandpa? I, you know, I taking this out of well, there really isn't any order on this thing. Um, but the other the other player, and I've been following his career for the, career for the past couple of years, is Maverick Noonan, and he's from Elkhorn South and uh, basically Omaha. He's a D line prospect. He's six four, two seventy five. I he's son, he's the son of Danny Noonan. We're gonna. We're going to try to get him on as, as an interview. At some interview. point, yeah. I talked with uh, Danny probably about a year ago, a little over that, and we had a nice conversation, and I said and I had to bring up his, his son's uh, name. And, and I, I said, well, what – I said, it's kind of hard for you to be objective because it's your kid. But he said, I know that. He said, I, I, you're right. He says, but if I had to – if I were standing back – and had to say what he would, what his playing is like. He said it's cross between Jared Tomich and Grant Wistrom. And you go through like the history <laughs> of D linemen at Nebraska, and it's like, holy cow! If Maverick can live up to either one of those guys, uh, pretty special player. Yeah, um, and he the the fact that he was he didn't waver, he didn't decommit. You get a new staff in there. He was he was steadfast and. And, and Danny, when I talked with him, said he was not in, trying to influence Maverick one way or another. But I know Danny has to be very, very proud that his kid is going to be a Husker. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, and just speaking from the experience of having someone like, I mean, basically that's what you were to me. You're kind of like that same kind of. I mean, you're not my father, but one, I guess once removed, but uh, <laughs> to a certain extent, um, and just like that's like. I can't imagine. I I imagine that Maverick knew in his mind that he always was going to go to Nebraska. Yeah. And if I, I mean, if I, I'm not playing football. I play soccer. But if if I was in that same situation, based on our relationship, you probably wouldn't want to influence me at all. Yeah. But I would probably end up going to Nebraska and to yeah. be the same kind of thing. Um, and that's just how Nebraska works. And that's why it's so great. You have you don't see a lot of other schools on signing day talking about legacy players, right? Where their brother played there and then right. his brother played there or their dad played there and then their kids are playing there. Like that's not, you don't see that a lot of schools. Right. Uh, and we've had quite a few. You also had, as I said before, Dwight Boodle, uh, DiCaprio's brother, uh, cornerback from Miami, 
sorry, cornerback from Miami, Florida. Uh, and he's, he's looking pretty good as well. Um, Let's go to the name I cannot pronounce, or I, the name that no one wants to pronounce. Yeah. They're just going by his first name, Prince Will uh, Umalimelan. I don't. You put you wrote on phonetics for this. We had to we had to do some qu- quite extensive research here. Yeah, the, uh, it was fun. You and I were watching uh, uh, the uh, video podcast on signing date with Greg Sharp, who is the play-by-play guy for the Husker football program. And he just kept calling him Prince Will. He wouldn't even yeah. attempt it. Same with uh, Matt Rule. Matt Rule's on that show. He kept calling him Prince Will as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the way Uman Mayalin. Uman Mayalin is All right. Prince Will Uman Mayalin. I mean, it sounds, I don't know if I'm getting that right. It's just, I, I have, I tried to look up on the internet to, to get the pronunciations. They actually are there three players who are, are, Head scratchers as far as how to pronounce their. Yeah, I can't wait to see announcers try to announce this Nebraska team next year. But he's from Manor, Texas. And you know, Rule has big connections in the state of Texas. We've kind of lost that. We haven't recruited very well in, in, uh, in Texas. And, uh, and Matt Rule has, he's learned his stripes. He's, uh, he uh, was thick in, in terms of the, uh, the high school. Uh, coaches in the state of Texas, and he worked that. He harvested that, and now he can can reap the the benefits of that. So I'm excited for Prince Will. Uh, I think it's going to be going to be a challenge for the <laughs> Greg Sharps of the world to pronounce his name. Then yeah. we got another one up there, uh, Jason Machachok. Machachok. This one, Greg Sharp had to be corrected on quite a few times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by yeah. I forget who the lady's name that's on there, but anyway, yeah, Jason Machachok from South Dakota, defensive lineman, six four. Uh, he, he's O line. He's O line. Sorry, O line. O line. Yeah. Sorry, but six four, uh, three twenty. Tell me, his parents aren't just deliriously happy about getting? <laughs> they don't have to feed this kid anymore. Yeah, no kidding. I, mean, I don't know who's who. Uh, is an early signee in any of these. I, I didn't get that. I don't know if he is. I don't know the other players. I should – well, we'll, we'll know that because uh, they're going to have to be enrolling here pretty dang soon. I, I'm not sure all of them are going to be there, but I would imagine there are going to be a few of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I forget that too. There are some of them. I know that uh, – I, I, it was one of the offensive linemen. I forget who it was. Anyway. Um, but yeah, Jason Machachok, uh, really excited for him. Well, the other thing I'm trying to, don't mean to butt in here. He, he's from South Dakota, but he was, he was committed to North Dakota. And one of the things that Matt Rule said about his NFL experience, he said, we'd be in draft day and you find all these kids from FCF schools that were being drafted. He says, we this is crazy. They need to come to a school like Nebraska. So he, and I don't think, uh, Jason was recruited. I don't think he had many D1 offers I, I or Power 5 offers. Maybe he didn't have any. So credit Matt Rule. I mean, maybe it's yeah. a gamble. We'll, we'll see down the road how it how it pans out. But wow. Yeah, I'd like, I, I would definitely gamble on 6'4", 320, though. Yeah, yeah, line. That's too. a yeah, pretty yeah. safe gamble, yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, and then we also have a few other offensive linemen we can go through real quick. Uh, i got to find them on here. i got the sheet. Um, let's see. We also had... Uh, who else was it? Mason Goldman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from Gretna. Gretna. He played with Zane Flores, who ended up not coming to Nebraska as of right now. Uh, and who else do we have? I think we have one more. Oh, and Gunnar Gatula. We have two. Yeah. Sorry, three more. Gunnar Gatula from Lincoln Southeast in, in Nebraska. Brock Knudsen uh, from Scott's Bluff. 
and Sam Sledge from Omaha Creighton Prep. Uh, Sam Sledge is the son of Bob Sledge, who was a Nebraska offensive tackle uh, in 1988, I believe. Yeah. Um, so what are your, what are your thoughts on those three guys? I know I, I just kind of rattled through You know, them, it was, it was the whole thing about that, that, uh, Matt said he's going after D linemen and offensive linemen. And so Matt was able to get, uh, let's see, seven offensive linemen and six D linemen. So true to Pretty his split there. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, I mean, these, these guys are not going to be playing soon. I don't think so. Uh, so it's it's the pipeline, and anybody who knows Husker football knows the pipeline refers to the offensive linemen that seem to be just you know coming down the uh, the in the manufacturing line. So we're hoping, and I think that these kids will pan out. I think they'll do really well. Yeah, I think so too. We'll have to see. I mean, as we've said, you have to be cautious with these high school guys, right? Because they might look great on film, right? As I said earlier, and then they just end up going off a cliff here. So, um, yeah, let's let's talk. Um, Riley Van Poppel and Dylan Rogers, both from Texas. Riley is from Argyle, and Dylan is from Cyprus. Now, Riley is 6'4", 270. He's a four-star recruit. And uh, Dylan Rogers is a three-star. He's 6'2", 235. Uh, Dylan Rogers plays the edge. And then uh, I think Riley Van Poppel plays edge as well. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, it just says D-line, so not edge. So my guess is he plays interior. I don't know. Um, but he'll definitely find a spot. But interesting thing about Riley is he came to Nebraska because of the academics. Um, is, is is that's at least what they were talking about on the signing day show with uh, Greg Sharp. Wow. So you don't see that a lot with these recruits. It's where can I win, and that, that I mean that makes sense. But you don't see a lot of where can I win and have a good education, which I think is a really mature um, uh, thing. And Rule was talking about this he, when he was talking about visiting all these guys. He was like, all these guys are extremely mature for like this process and everything that's going through. They're extremely mature about it and all the. Ways they've met, and I was also—I mean, I was also thinking in the back of my head: if a D1 football coach showed up at your house for dinner, you would probably act uh, a little <laughs> bit older, just just because you don't want to see do something yeah. dumb. But um, still, I mean, that that's that's a lot from Matt Rule. Rule doesn't uh, give out compliments super frequently, um, at least from what we've seen. I don't know what he's like behind closed doors, but um, yeah, where do you, where do you want to go next, or do you have anything to say about uh, Riley and Dylan Rogers? Here? Yeah. Dylan is actually a linebacker. He's 6'2", 235. Oh, okay. Um, I must have wrote that down wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, you know, I don't know. You're absolutely right about we won't know on, on these kids until down the road. Uh, Transfer Portal is, is always, I mean, Ernest Hausman had a great future at Nebraska, and then he transfers to Michigan, and... You know, it's, yeah, it's, which it feels like it feels like a slight against Nebraska. Like, I, yeah. why, why would you transfer in conference? That's like the Brett Favre getting traded to the Vikings thing. Like, that's just stupid. Like, I, yeah. I, I don't. I, I mean, I don't really care. I, I do care that he transferred, but in the end, it's just it, he's a player that had a lot of potential. We'll see what happens. I think he's going to be great, but um, I don't think. He, I don't know. Maybe he has some insight about he's going to be able to start on that Michigan team or something like that. I don't know, but. Uh, I really hope Nebraska kicks the Michigan defense in the teeth next year. I don't think that's going to happen. I, I just hope that that's what happens just so we get back at uh, Ernest Hausman for that because that seemed like a personal slight to, to Husker Nation there, just leaving for a conference foe. Well, then the, we talked earlier about Chief Borders. He's a Florida, another one of those Florida transfers. 
uh, he is you know, at 6'4", 240. He's, he replaces their thinking, Ernest Hausman. So, you know, uh, Matt Rule didn't waste any time in trying to plug that hole. And, and you know, the, Chief Borders is a, is a transfer, you know, so he has some experience. And so you don't have to teach the kid how to – stand or whatnot or you know he, he already knows he can hit the ground running so that's pretty good you know you, you lose an Ernest Hausman and you hate to do that but you pick up uh, you know somebody who can fill more than fill in for him I think yeah definitely definitely um, any other recruits you want to touch on here before yeah, we, wrap it up? we probably don't have time to go through everything but it was um, I guess we can do what are your thoughts on the overall class here well you know the other thing we didn't mention uh Matt Rule's goal was to recruit in a 500-mile radius. Yeah. And it makes sense. You, you, kids are more apt to stay in school, at, at the school, that, that in this case, Nebraska. And you, you know this because you and I talked about this, but the thing, I guess I, I didn't even think about, you know, it's like, okay, you get three weeks to get a whole recruiting class. Probably one of the last things you're going to think about is mileage. But the, the class is... Is five hundred averages five hundred and twenty six miles from Lincoln, Nebraska. That is about as close as you can get to that five hundred mile radius. That is awesome. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's. I don't think that's a coincidence. I don't. No. That doesn't work out that way when you have this yeah. many. I think Nebraska ended up having a little thirty two, counting all the walk ons, and that's high school signees. And Rule thought they were going to have somewhere in the low 20s. Right. So that's great that you're getting all these guys just committed to Nebraska, signing letters of intent, coming to Nebraska. Um, and it, even if you're walk-on, that's that's totally fine. But um, And then also the speed in this class. We didn't talk about a lot of the offensive guys, right. but the speed in this class is insane. We have Jalen Lloyd, who can run a 10-5-4, 100-meter dash. Uh, and then uh, he's a wide receiver. He's from uh, Westside. He went to Westside, yeah. uh, Omaha Westside High School. And then Ramir Stewart, sorry, not Ramir Stewart, Jaden Doss from uh, Pe- a town called Peculiar, Missouri, which is uh, uh, peculiar. And he's also a track guy, 1136 100 meter dash. Wow. So, and that's, those were both in their junior year. They're still yet to run track this year, but that's some fast kids right there. And you put them out there at wide receiver along with Josh Fleeks. Uh, that's going to be you can take the top off any defense. Well, the other thing you mentioned West Omaha West Side where your mother went to school. Yes, you um, did. Tristan Alvano. Yes, we, we saw about him, him play yeah. in that uh, in the Class A yes. uh, state championship for Nebraska. He's six two one eighty five. Not that that matters. Usually kickers about like four eleven and yeah, <laughs> hundred fifty yeah. pounds. He's six two one eight. But that kid has an NFL leg. I just I hope I just hope he can flourish at nebraska and be like the old kickers that we had we've had for years we put them out brett meyer uh of course uh alex henry yep. you know, just some great ones so uh i'm i'm really high on him and i think jalen lloyd he's he's going to run track and uh and uh he's recruited as a wide receiver athlete and yeah and he is 511 a buck 60 which isn't you know it isn't uh, Malachi Coleman size, but yeah, five uh, eleven. A lot of guys can't catch. If you can't catch them, you can't tackle them. Yeah, you, you don't worry about the the size of them. So yep. I'm excited. I think I'm jacked up about this 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 whole class. Yeah, I, yeah, and I feel like I mean, as I said, you got to use some caution, but it feels like this this coaching staff 
is ushering in some new era of Nebraska football. And we, w- looking back at recruiting class from last year, you're seeing all these freshmen. We talked about them. Talk, AJ Allen was really the standout of that. All those other right. guys kind of left. You have um, Decoldus Crawford left. Um, right. There was the I forget um, the other the other wide receiver that. Uh, that left um, from that class, but um, well, Trey Palmer left, but he's going into the NFL. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was another guy that transferred out. I forget what his uh, Grimes, um, oh, Cavante yeah. Grimes. Uh, but anyway, this those guys watching them on film compared to these guys uh, that are that are in this 2023 signing class, far different. There's just a huge difference, and the emphasis on D line and O line. Matt Rule knows what it takes to win in the Big Ten, yep. which was part of the reason why I was worried that he wasn't going to do well in Nebraska is because he had been at the Big 12 where it's just offense, offense, right. offense, offense. I had forgotten that his Baylor team was defense, defense, defense first. Yeah. And then you use the talent that you have on offense to capitalize on those mistakes he forced. So uh, anything you got about this signing class transfer no, portal, guys? Going back to Matt Rule, uh, I think when he got to – it was in the aftermath of Art Bryles. There was another coach who kind of filled in for a year – but I think Matt was down to one scholarship player at when he took over at Baylor because of the sanctions. And yes. You know, you can't blame a kid for abandoning a sinking ship. Yeah. But think about that. And then he comes back and, and gives them the best season they've ever had in school history. Yep. And uh, and then the next year they almost win. The, and then the next year they win the Big 12 yeah, title game. And that's yeah. the majority of his players. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so you got to – I, I wasn't high on Matt Rule at the start, but I think I'm you and I are kind of in the same boat. It's, We're warming up here, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I just I just I think what they have done in three short weeks is absolutely amazing. Uh, I and again we won't won't know how these these kids pan out. You know, they're some of them will leave, some of them won't show up at, on campus probably, uh, but uh, it looks great on paper, and I. Uh, I'm just excited. I can't wait for the Minnesota game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we said that last year, and then we kind of lost. Yeah, but yeah. Scott Frost is no longer there, so no more stupid onside kicks. Uh, uh, all right, that is all I have. Started. Yeah, <laughs> I won't. Don't worry. Uh, that is all we have for you yeah. guys this week. Hope you had a Merry Christmas. Uh, go tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Grandpa's motioning me over here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and uh, yeah, and you can't really see that, but uh, sometime hopefully you'll be able to. I'll, as I said, I'll try. I got two weeks left of winter break here. We'll try our best, to, or not we. I, I wouldn't trust Grandpa trying to set up a YouTube page. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, no, I can't um, even pull it up on my computer. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I'll, I'll try to get that figured out. As I said, we'll let you guys know when that's up, and uh, so you so you can so you can uh, see us, and uh, yeah, we'll get that all figured out. Have a great rest of. Uh, I, I have a happy new year, I guess. I yeah, guess we'll, yeah, we'll talk sure. to you at in 2023 again. Yeah, I think so. Uh, that that Sunday is when we'll record. But uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys again in 2023, and another year of Go Big Red. <laughs> <laughs>